Okay, welcome back, Queerdos. Um, as you know, we have uh, a special guest here in the studio, Miss Julia Music. Uh, we have brought her in onto the show before because she knows all things Pride. Well, she knows a lot of things aside from Pride, too. Yeah, Ferndale. All things Ferndale, let's say. But um, this week, we are going to focus a little bit on Ferndale Pride, which actually is one of my favorite Prides. And I've been to quite a few. I've been to some of the big ones. I've been to LA, New York, and stuff. But there's something just so, so cool about Ferndale. It's so such a good neighborhood feel. Like just um, everything. Uh, you do a fantastic job. Yes, yes. Uh, we're we're very lucky to have you. Um, so yeah. So any anything you'd like to talk about? Like, go ahead and get into it. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like this would be awkward. We should just probably tell everyone we're sharing a microphone. So like, no, actually, I'm, I'm just going to say it. Um, I have a computer that's uh, a, a good 10, 10 years old, 10 plus, we'll say. It's actually the same age as Ferndale Pride. Yay. See, that's good. Um, maybe you could give me a Ferndale Pride sticker for it. Okay. Well, um, and so basically it will not... Uh, I don't know. I, it will not let us record with two mics. It's like, no, 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 I'm too old. I can do one, but two is too much. So yeah, we have to share a mic and a headset. So um, yeah, buckle up. That's awkward, but we're good. It's like a Sunny and Cher duet here. They, they're a one mic couple. So here we are. So um, thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to talk about Ferndale Pride as always. Ferndale Pride's coming up on June 4th. It happens in downtown Ferndale, Michigan, which is Woodward and Nine Mile on the west side. And we close down the road from Woodward all the way to Livernois, which is about a half mile. And we have a Pride Festival in our downtown area, which is really fun because our downtown area is the gay mecca of Michigan, I would say. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it really is. And so it's nice to have a hometown feel in a Pride Festival. I would say even, um, thank you. You're doing such a good job. We're passing the mic back and forth. And she's a seasoned pro. I would say actually Ferndale is even like a more of a gay mecca than like Ann Arbor. I, I Ann Arbor's really cool and it's really progressive. It's um, you know, a university city. It's like this really great place. But uh I was there the other day and I was thinking, like, if if I were to choose again, I would still choose Ferndale. Like Ferndale is this because it maybe because it is small and it's it's a block. A couple well, it's a block now, whatever. <laughs> but it's just so concentrated and so like a matter of fact, like just so incredibly proud this whole little block and i love it i think it's one of the it, one of the coolest things in michigan i was i was telling my mom about it how special ferndale is like she was you know we were talking about because i tried to live in the mountains i made it for three weeks but we were talking about like you know i've lived in a lot of places and stuff. she's like well what's next what's next and i'm like you know i never realized how special ferndale is like it really is like if you're watching shows like I mean, obviously, the L word, you wouldn't know. I'm Fun sure. fact, Julia does not have a TV and does not watch TV. But, you know, um, L word is more West Hollywood. But, like, Queer as Folk had this, like, really, it seemed like this really concentrated little gay mecca and, like, this group of people surrounding it. And it's in Toronto, right? So it was, like, a, a big city. But also, it really gave you this idea of, like, oh, wow, I could find this, like, gay home somewhere. And in all honesty, Ferndale has that. We have a, we, I feel like we have a really special community and part of that is because of our downtown. So like we, um, we have a gay bar technically. <laughs> so we have Soho and the 215 event space next door. Those are our gay bars. And then, but then the number two gay bar in Ferndale is our Elks Club. 
which is like not really something people would expect, but we have over 700 members, very, very strong gay presence. And it's just one of the best times. Yeah. And they're open to the public on Pride, by the way. Um, so we have this like little, these two little places, but then every other place you go, everybody is accepted and welcomed. And a lot of gay owned businesses, a lot of people working who are openly queer and visible. And it's just such a like feeling of you can be yourself around everybody. And it's, I, that's why I love Ferndale. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you're looking for that, like I really, um, we do have actually a lot of listeners out of state and overseas. I see you, Australia and Germany. Germany's our third. So, oh. but um, obviously, you know, every place has it. But really, <laughs> if you're ever looking to resettle, there is something special about this our little corner of the world because um, I haven't found anything like it. Everywhere I've lived, I haven't found anything like it. It's really neat. I met some. I actually met some people the other day. Everyone was from out of town, but Ferndale was kind of a central place and they wanted to go up to a place that was LGBT friendly. So they met up in Ferndale and then they were meeting all the bartenders and all the locals and having a great old time. Yeah. Even like, like I said, Ann Arbor, which is a really progressive place, right? Like it's, it's still a really cool city. I do suggest anybody like checking it out, but um, yeah, it's different. It's still different. Well, we're, we're a college town with no college. So if you take all the fun of college and then take out the learning part, <laughs> you got Ferndale. So I think that's like the difference. Because I lived in Ann Arbor too, and it was just, a, it's a different vibe. Yeah. Um. So I, I, I believe we kind of talked about this a little bit before, but let's do it again. Um. How, what, what, how'd you get started with Pride? So in 2011, Detroit um, Motor City Pride moved again from Ferndale to Detroit. They're originally from Royal Oak. And um, we thought we need to have a Pride Festival here in Ferndale. We have this great gay, gay neighborhood downtown. Um, our businesses love that day. It is one of their best days. Um, we beat uh, the Pride Festival and beats Christmas some, for some of them. And for some of them, beats um, St. Patty's Day. So it's a really important day financially for our city, but it's also really important for our community. Um, that means visibility. It means outreach. It means getting nonprofits in touch with people who they can help and people who can help them. Um, it's There's so many aspects of it that we are losing. And so Craig Covey, Monica Mills, Greg Polica, myself said like, we can do this. We've done other things before. Seems reasonable. And this is the problem with the four of us um, because those things usually look like let's put on a major big scale event. So um, we had all worked together on different things. Uh, Greg and I worked on AIDS walk. Monica worked on some arts shows and Craig had run uh, Michigan AIDS coalition. So we said, I think we can do it. And we started with four marches or three marches the first year. And then the second year we were able to close down half a street. And then we've just been growing every, every year, ever since 2011, the same year you bought your computer. <laughs> Listen, and, and my computer is still going strong, but um, it does only accept one mic. So I don't know what that says. Um, no, 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 it's true. It's true. We have found this out over the last 25 minutes that I've been messing around with this. Um, okay, so you guys started that and then, uh, well, like in in the first place, what, what brought you into like working with the community? Because um, you were working in education before or? Well, I mean... Yeah. yeah, I was at I was like in middle school or high school when I started working in the community. Actually, somebody came to school and said, "Hey, there's a speaking thing. I think you can do it." I feel like 
just from listening to your podcast, it sounds a lot like I was being conned into Scientology, but I was not. <laughs> I they were like, Listen. so so come to this thing, you know, they need they need volunteers. Sure. So I go to this thing, it's at Michigan Jewish AIDS Coalition, and it's like five or six of us who are all in high school and all these women who are older than my grandmother sitting around a table, passing around a condom and dil- a, a prosthetic penis. It was not a dildo because we were professionals. And we were putting condoms on the penis and talking about safe sex and how to, to spread HIV and AIDS. And I was like, this is amazing. I don't know. Th- yeah. This is not a job that they tell you about in that eighth grade survey, you know? So wait, you were in high school? Yeah, I was, I was a kid when I started that job. And I started speaking in front of um, congregations, churches, uh, senior center- centers, and things like that. And we taught safe sex. And then um, our second, when we, we got another grant, we started to progress. Um, we did an LGBT diversity inclusion. And I worked on that. Curric- I worked on both those curriculums through basically the end of high school. And then in college, they hired me and I worked on curriculum writing with them. And so, I don't know, very, very young. I can't, I said earlier today, I came out of the womb fighting for some cause or another, and that's kind of how it's always been. Um, I mean, uh, fun fact, I sort of know the answer to this, but were you out in high school? I was, yeah, I was out in middle school, actually. I came out, I, I, I'm so embarrassed to say, like, when I came out, there was no, like, coming out day, so I didn't know, like, mark it on your calendar, this is going to be important. I was just like, oh, shit, I accidentally told my parents I'm gay, and they didn't really seemed to care um not like in a bad way they just were like well okay whatever we figured um but yeah I was out in middle school um and then pretty out and loud in high school in the 90s and then just had never been in the closet yeah 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 I remember I, I went to school with you for a while so I remember Julia in high school um so that what, what was the group that you worked with first? You said um, so- Michigan Jewish AIDS Coalition. They no longer are in existence, but we used to do HIV AIDS education and then outreach about LGBT issues as well. Did you like? Did you skip over affirmations? Did you go? I think we talked about this before. But- yeah. I, so as a kid, um, as soon as I got my driver's license, I was at Affirmations Community we- Center all the time. <laughs> I know. How, we- how did that? Maybe like our weekends didn't match up because I was also an athlete. So I was like swimming some weekends and then when I could go to affirmations, I go to affirmations. We're so lucky in Ferndale to have a community center in the heart of our city. And um, I got a lot of my leadership training there. A lot of the things I learned came from affirmations. And um, I'm super grateful because there was no visible, visibly queer people. I mean, it took 20 minutes to get onto the Internet. And then I never even thought to find a chat room like that because it was just like you know, you're just mystified with the internet, really, yeah. to be honest, I'm back like, in the dark ages. I remember um, the poetry chat rooms. The poetry. <laughs> the poetry chat rooms of AOL. Oh, my God. Some of the, I don't know, yeah, driving to, driving to Nashville. No, yeah, that was, it was bad. Like don't drive to Nashville. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, we just, I've always just kind of, I feel like I lost the question a little bit. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I just um yeah, affirmations is Oh, affirmations, yeah. It, it all kind of circles back to that. We um again, we're very lucky to have this community center in the heart of Ferndale. I remember finding it through um maybe the Metro Times. Probably, yeah, that sounds about right. I I you know, when once I started like kind of coming to terms with things and coming out a bit, I remember it was the back of a paper. It had to be Metro Times. And I remember being like burned out and I got a car and it was a stick shift. I had no fucking clue how to drive one. And I decided to like teach myself to, and, and driving to Ferndale was my goal, which was unsafe. But I did. I made my way down 
Cam Woodward all the time, which is a very fast road. But um, oh, it's a magical place, like lit, really a magic place. And they had a youth group on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. I, again, I don't know how we, we missed each other, but yeah, youth group on Saturdays. But um, I feel like that really is sort of the cornerstone for maybe a lot of the queer activity. I don't know. Is it is it so much now? Like, is there is affirmation so big part of it? So affirmations um, is one of our partner organizations. We don't we are one of the pride festivals that donates money to charity every year. So we've donated over three hundred thousand dollars in 12 years to local charities and um, affirmations is one of them. They have amazing youth programming right now. Um, there's a youth program where like kids, I think it's like 15 and up 15 to can earn $3,000 while they take classes. And it's like just amazing programming for leadership and, and skill building. And then they have counseling and they have support groups and they have space. And I've, perf- I don't know, I've seen a wedding there. I haven't performed a wedding there. Um, we, we shoot confetti off their sky deck during pride. Like it's just such a cool place because it's, it's really a place for our community. We have a theater there there's a church there um yeah there's so much going on in affirmations i don't work for affirmations but i just i no, really am a big fan <laughs> big fan incredible. I've, I've been to uh, a couple of meeting spaces there but i've never been to the theater what the, the theater just moved in so the ring wall used to be on woodward mm-hmm. and they um during covid were having a really hard time covering the rental of a theater without um without income and so affirmation said you know you're, you're a theater that puts on lgbt productions why don't you just become part of us and so they moved in and they uh took over that backspace and built a theater there and you can see shows there i think booty candy is the one in conjunction with pride which sounds fantastic sounds delicious delicious <laughs> um i remember the old building it was a <laughs> it was it was it was a beautiful brick. building. It was brick. It was, building. yes, yes. And it was, I, re- I remember so well the the bottom stairwell, right? Like going, I remember walking in the smell. I remember walking downstairs, walking down that hallway with the pipes into the last door on the right to the youth group. Gosh, I mean, when I say like, I can't credit any anything more in my entire life, like saving my life, changing my life, everything for the better than affirmations. If I could do like leave everything to anything it would be affirmations affirmations is to me one of the most important you know um uh important and like foundation foundation that's ever existed for me personally i mean it's just it's done so much and a lot of people i know as well a lot of actually a lot of my um the people that i'm connected to are it's some sort or another through affirmations um so I, I, I just have to agree with you because it, something that I think people take for granted who are growing up right now, because I keep saying like the best time to be born in history was like five years before the pandemic. So like as soon as the pandemic was starting, like as soon as the vaccines rolled out, you could get your vaccine. But also there are visibly queer people in the world because we didn't necessarily have that. Although, you know, things are a little messy politically right now. But like there's something to say about like the fact that I didn't really grow up seeing any gay couples raising kids. I didn't see, I, w- I was one of like three or four gay people that are out in school. A lot of us are still really close because we have a lot of trauma from I it around say, it. You're actually <laughs> one of the people that I think of when I think of like growing up that I knew it was out, which is yeah. odd because we went to school together. So like when I think of like, like uh, there's another person from our school that was like pretty vocal about it and open in that like, I always kind of like, 
maybe looked up to, even though like we didn't really connect or whatever. And like you're one of those people as well. That, so it's yeah, I mean, we even are, that we're sitting here right now, right? Like, yeah. It's it's yeah. it's just amazing now that you know places like Affirmations can be like have huge groups of kids coming in and and when we go to the pride festival something i've really noticed is how many kids are there and they're happy and they're with their parents and their parents are supporting them how many emails we get from parents that are like i'm bringing my kid they just came out it's their first time at a pride festival and the parents aren't queer the parents have never been to a pride festival they just want to do something to really support their children and like i can't i can't say how important that is because that's what's going to save us. Really. Yeah. So is that one of the motivations for you to like connect, kind of continue with this? Like it's it's not a hobby at this point. Like when no. I when I think Ferndale Pride, like it's like associated with you. Yeah. I feel um, like you've dedicated your whole life to Ferndale Pride at this point. I mean, not not your life, but I mean like your maybe professional life for most of your time, rather. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's something I'm definitely going to keep doing. I, I don't have a vision for quitting. I just quit, actually quit my teaching job so I could take on Pride more full time um, because there are like 28 other events we do throughout the year. So it's yeah. a lot more than the, the day of. Um, it is definitely my, I, like I tell people when I'm dating, it's my primary partner. So if you're going to be jealous of my time with this <laughs> festival, you can't be because there's 20,000 people depending on this thing to happen. And I want it to be really really professionally done and we keep doing that every year we keep cranking up the volume on on how things look how inclusive it is um what parts of the community we're outreaching to it's it's definitely yeah i mean i'd say it's definitely part of my life to the fact that like my house looks like a pride festival a little bit right now we have a storage unit but there's still a lot of stuff in the house um but we have a lot of reasons to keep continuing the community keeps coming up with things they need and we keep trying to deliver to them I think it's, I I definitely think it's still important. I think that um, like we're not in a post homophobic world. Just no, when it comes down to it, yeah. But also like you know I I don't always associate pride with homophobia, which you know it it was sort of a you know it, it, in the first place it was you know we were like rioting against the you know Stonewall started as like a protest. It was a sort of like you know kind of this pent up sort of you know we were being oppressed so much and just this you know getting like being free and living who we were and 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 living who we are rather and it was this movement whereas pride now even though it can seem sort of frivolous to some people like i you know i've seen it like um uh on tv you wouldn't know that because you don't have a tv but um on the television there are some shows that depict pride as like this sort of uh celebratory this that you know even some of the bad reality shows i watch which i know you would definitely not watch but um every single second that i see Every single like second on TV that I see, like you know, dedicated to Pride and stuff, I am just overjoyed. I I think it's just such a beautiful thing, and I think you know, even rainbow capitalism, which is a really tricky thing. Like I know a lot of people talk about it. Oh, please! Talk. I spent the day in that world today of rainbow capitalism. Actually, please talk about it. I'm, I'm um, interested in what you know. What you so. Think. Okay, yeah, but let's just go with that. Topic. It, okay, so so rainbow capitalism capitalism is very interesting. Um, because we need money to put on a pride festival. Like that is the bottom line. It takes money to close down the streets. It takes money to buy rent tents and put up stages and we pay all our entertainment and we have crew we have to pay because they have specialized jobs that you can't get a volunteer for it. Just like, you know, sign language interpreters, everything you need. So we need some money, right? And we do fundraisers um, and we try to engage the community, but we also want 
it to be free for people who cannot participate financially. That is one of our, our goals with our Pride Festival is for the public to be most inclusive. So we do take money from sponsors and sometimes we get flack for that. Um, but I do try to scrutinize my sponsors. I've had sponsors that I've turned down because I've felt like they're in it for the wrong reasons um, from their descriptions, which is probably pretty clear. But I, I have realized that for the employees of a lot of these companies, it means a lot. Like I have companies that call and they're like, we, we just got a thousand dollars that we can spend on anything. We want to, we want to be a pride. We want to have a presence. And so even though for the, for the, you know, the event goer might look like, oh, you know, this bank is here. They're just here to capitalize on their, the opportunity. These are people who are allowed to be out and proud at work. And like, that is huge because not all of us get that. Right. So yeah. like, um, they want to say to the community, Hey, if you want to be out at work and you don't want your employer hassling you because you're trans or you're gay, maybe work here. And I think that's really important to recognize too. Um, one of our biggest our flat out biggest sponsor this year is live cannabis, um, which is owned by a Chaldean family. And they, you know, have had many frank conversations with me about the fact that they understand oppression from as being Chaldean people and they want to fight oppression in the communities that their um, their dispensaries are in. And so pride was one of their main goals was to be able to make make that day special and their employees. I can't even tell you how how happy they were to be able yeah. to hear like that is their connection. Like that's beautiful, especially like in Detroit, we have a huge Chaldean population yeah. Yeah, and um, we are the age of the first generation of Chaldeans. So that came over like first generation born here. We have a special relationship to it as well. Being from West Bloomfield. Right. We, I don't, I don't know if as many people kind of grew up in that community, not that we grew up in the Chaldean community, but like grew up around Chaldean people, like around Chaldean folks as much as we did. And that in West Bloomfield, it was, um, yeah, it was definitely, you know, a community that I'm familiar with, whereas a lot of people are kind of. Yeah. So I guess to explain to people, Chaldeans are people from Iraq who are Christian. Yeah. And so there's a, the largest population outside of Iraq is in the Detroit metro area. And um, our generation, like so people in their 40s are the first generation really born here. And they are becoming extremely vocal about raising children who are not in a homophobic um uh, homophobic society. And so there are a bunch of people kind of in the 40 year old age group who are um, staging, staging like positive protest, I guess you call yeah. it, where it's like, hey, Chaldeans support LGBT people. Um, and so it was really cool last year. We had like three or four major Chaldean groups out um, on the footprint supporting Chaldean this. people and uh, people of Arab Arabic descent, which was really cool. That's so cool. I did not know that at all. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen the signs for Live Can Cannabis. So I knew they were kind of a big part of it. So um, I actually, uh, my roommate works in insurance and this is just kind of a fun fact outside of it, but she told me that uh, these cannabis companies, a lot of the companies that are popping up are doing some of the, the, the most incredible things they can for employees with insurance and stuff like that. Like they're really progressive, great companies to work for. And um, yeah, so I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Especially in Michigan, there's some really great um, yeah, they're also and live was, yeah. They're also working on um, the Last Prisoner Project, which is to get people who are convicted for uh, cannabis-related crimes out of jail. And there are there are pot companies that are giving a lot of money to get people out of jail because I think we all know it's kind of bullshit, right? Absolutely bullshit. <laughs> yes. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the events leading up to Pride? What's going to happen the day of, after? So... This year we have more going on than ever. Um, on our website, you can actually see all of our events, FerndalePride.com. 
But um, on the 21st, we have a small event at Detroit GT Studio, and it's called Small Packages. So people took, got a bunch of uh, cigar boxes, all Detroit local artists, like amazing local artists. And these cigar boxes are coming back, and they are incredible. Like, I, I picture some cool things in my head, but, like, I'm not an artist. What's like, coming back is like, so cool. So, like, the little, like, their little art projects? Yes, or? yeah. But they might not be little art projects. They just had to use a cigar box. <laughs> that is the rule. Okay, so is it something you can purchase, or it sounds so cool? I'm yeah, I'm yeah, very so interested. We'll have like a, like wine and cheese and like schmoozing, and then um, they're all they'll all be up for auction, so everyone can take home a piece who would like to take home a piece. So, yeah, it'd be really nice. And then the weekend before Pride, tie dyed and Ferndale Pride um, will happen. So if you want to do a tie dyed shirt, because those are pretty popular, having a little rainbow tie dye going on on May thirty first over at Ferndale Project, um, and there's then. The Pride Rainbow Run is back this year, which is uh, put on by the um, Chamber of Commerce for the area, SOAR. And so they'll have the color run uh, going off pretty early in the morning on the 4th. And then our festival kicks off 1230 at the main stage. So at the main stage, we do our opening ceremony. And that will be me and our state senator, Jeremy Moss, representing I feel like he's representing the 17th, but now I'm, I feel like maybe not because um, I'm nervous. <laughs> um, and then Dana Nessel will be our keynote speaker. And oh, wow. for those of you who don't know Attorney Dana Nessel, she is one of the attorneys that argued the um, marriage equality case. And she has done a lot more than that for us, actually. She's just incredible. Um, and then the day of starts. So there's a bunch of things I want to tell you about the day of. I want to hear, uh, okay. every, hear everything. Okay. <laughs> so um, something that our community came to us last year and said was um, we don't have a space for people with sensory issues to be able to decompress. It's a very loud event, very busy. And how can we make that happen? So we we're trying something new. We're hoping it works. And if it doesn't, we'll just figure it out because we're always fine tuning and making things better. But we have an area, um, a sensory area that's two booths, spaces uh, big. One space, people will be giving out information about the um, inclusivity and diversity group in Ferndale. That's a commission from our city. And then the other space will be a three walled off tent that will have some earplugs in it, some fidgets to play with, some light snacks and things like that. And um, another thing that in that that came out of that meeting was, um, you know, things are expensive at Pride festivals. What what do you guys offer for free? And so we didn't really know the answer to that because I I know that there's stuff that we offer free, but I didn't really like quantify it in any way. And it turns out that our health services are really highly uh, free. They're free at a higher frequency than anything else at our Pride festival. So. Um, Things like sobriety activities over in the recovery zone sponsored by Mark McMillan. Those are completely free to the public all day. Phoenix, The Phoenix will be there providing activities, um, some beverages and things like that. So there'll be some mental health counseling from six feet over. And um, it's not, it's, it's, talk they're sure, all yeah. people who are either in an internship or a license but it's not official therapy but a, a place to start talking about maybe where you might need to go or what you can do to help um, your mental resources, health yeah. resources or you know you post-traumatic things that happen like you know somebody committing suicide in our 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 um our community is not rare and you know we all need to deal with that when it happens not just the family, like the friends, we all have to deal with it. So um, those resources are available. You can get COVID tested for free. You can get COVID vaccines for free. You can get STI tested for free. You can get um, free clothing. We have a gender affirming clothing swap being put on by affirmations and um, stand with trans. So um, that's one of those mental health things that's kind of um, one of those things that has to really be done in community to do it right. Like I feel yeah. like, like 
when I, when I want to shop for something gender affirming, I want to go with somebody else who is going to be affirming. I don't want to just go to the mall and, and yeah, go to the, sure. you know, like today I was, I wear men's size shoes and I was like buying men's size shoes and I was getting like some weird looks and I'm thinking, this isn't how it should be. Just like this is the size of my feet. Like <laughs> I'm supposed to do. Right. So just to be able to be in community and like get some new clothes and feel affirmed that day. I think that's so cool. Um, so th- we're really thankful it's for Stand with Trans yeah. and for affirmations for Stand putting that on. Stand with Trans. Yeah. Right. They're a Michigan based group. Um, and I'd love to get you in touch with them. They'd be really cool to have on the show. Too, and I would love to know more about what I could do or what we could do to sort of assist that or help. Yeah. So they're, they're a group that helps trans youth, which is yeah. really specific and, and fantastic. And, um, and so there's all these amazing free health resources going on at Pride um, that we're really proud of. There's also free activities for children. There's free toy giveaways and things like that. You can climb the rock wall. Um, bike parking is free. There's free parking if you park at the high school or at um, the Kulik Center and you can get uh, taken in on the smart bus uh, shuttles. They're one of our sponsors and they help us bring people in for free. The, the high school is on uh, Livernoy? Uh, or is it or Pinecrest? Pinecrest. Okay. Pinecrest. I, I do confuse those. Pinecrest. Things. Yeah, me too. I know. I turned on them and I'm like, ah, I missed it. Um, but yeah, so we, we're offering as much as we can. Admission is free. There's uh, free water and uh, beverages throughout, um, especially at like the recovery zone. We keep a lot of free water for event goers, um, especially when there's lines at our food trucks and things like that. It gets hard to wait. So we try to make it as inclusive in that way as possible. And we try to make it um, really focus on the health of our community because we went through a lot during COVID, whether we recognize it or not. Um, our community lost a lot of community leaders, not necessarily to COVID, but during that time. And um, I think there's a lot of healing and rebuilding to do in our community. So any type of medical service we can offer, mental health, affirming uh, services, it's just another aspect of our Pride Festival that can make it a wonderful thing for people. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's one of the reasons I why i mean this is all born out of need and necessity right like it's it is you know there are things that we deal with like on you know it's disproportionate to what other people deal with but like god i do love this community for that i'm just even having this conversation i can't imagine sitting with anybody else or in any other circumstance or situation and that person like just saying here's what we have to offer you like it's really cool yeah Yeah. i love that it, it really um I want our Pride Festival to be. I want. To, I guess Sorry, I can. Yeah, I can hear no, the result. No, Nick, Nick Nicole doesn't have that. the headphones, so she doesn't know when the sound's not on. Um, <laughs> no, I, I lost my train of thought. No, I think we really we we pride our we really want our Pride Festival to be a little bit of something for everyone. Um, you really know, is. there is partying in the bars. We we have partying on the streets too. We do have like our, our stages on the streets, and we will have a beer tent area, but we don't. The actual festival is uh, alcohol free. So people in the recovery community have a big space to enjoy the celebration. Um, we just, we just really try to look at how many people can we serve. We're really, we've amped up the number of um, sign interpreters we have. So there'll be, the weddings will be completely sign interpreted this year. The inner um, faith pride service will be, and so will our main stage. Um, and we're just, we're always looking for what's next and listening to the community um, on what's next because you know, I'm getting older and sometimes you lose touch a little bit. And it just is amazing because our other generations or our other groups in the community are very feeling very, um, they're welcome to come talk to me and come talk to the committee and see what we can do because we, we want the day to be 
a day that people can say, you know, this is a festival that you can go to if you, you know, people who are light are sound sensitive. I can't imagine how horrible a festival must be. But if you have a place and you can get earplugs at our, either of our stages, and that's for anybody who wants earplugs because you don't need to lose your sense of hearing to enjoy sure. a concert. Um, you know, like being able to have a place to decompress and, and maybe that festival experience is an hour for someone that could never go to a festival before, you know, that's pretty amazing. So just trying to do as much as we can to bring people in, make them feel included in our community, because that's the whole point of Ferndale. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, that's fantastic. You, you do such a good job. It really is. It's a great job. Um, I'm just, I feel really honored to have this conversation with you and like to be a part of it and to really reap the benefits of being a part of this community as well. Um, yeah. And you're a huge part of that. You're really thoughtful and like concerning everybody and their needs and putting it together. So thank you so much. Yes. Um, can we talk a little bit more about like just, uh, just for pure entertainment purposes, like the main stage stuff that we're, you know, what's going to happen. Some you know, just some of the fun stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So the main stage kicks off at 12:30 with the opening ceremonies, like we said before, and then um, the tornado sirens fire in Ferndale okay. at one o'clock in Michigan, as they do, and then we shoot our confetti cannons off of Affirmation's rooftop and let the confetti rain down on the kids. They love that. Yeah, I um, love that. And yeah, it's, I love that. I and that. dear Ferndale, it is biodegradable. Please do not write to the city about it. Um, we we take care of that too. Um, and then the main stage mic is handed off to Miss Bentley James, who is a very very skilled local drag queen and is just phenomenal. And she hosts through the whole day. Furlow Star kicks off the main stage at one. Then Blow Pop, which is a disco band, that really fun. Um, little poppy band london beck um, follows blow pop valerie and the vulture which is kind of a heavy rock band livers um short for olivia i had to look that up because we weren't sure if it was livers or lovers but i was like well it's it's livers for olivia and then freshman drag show which is something bentley invented it's it's unique so it's it's um drag people who have never performed on a big stage uh kings and queens who have never performed on a big stage this is their opportunity to come out and have a big stage experience and they started sending in their pictures and uh, you know bentley kind of led the charge on it and i thought oh, i mean amateurs okay cool whatever we'll give them a chance and they are be this is serious like this yeah. is serious amateur competition wait. so i'm really excited and then the motor city drag kings um is always one of the most popular times at our main stage it's just packed um and so then if it, we are incredibly lucky, oh, I should say that the main stage is put on by Ferndale Project, which is a local brewery that also has a coffee shop and is LGBT friendly and uh, fair hiring practices, just amazing place. They're going to put on a ton of events for us all through June, including a book, um, a book club and a oh, taste, like I a beer tasting. Clubs. I want to know all about the book club. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to all those things. Now then Motor City Casino will present our um, Motor City Casino Hotel will present our main stage headliner, which is Tunde Alenaran. And Tunde, if you have not seen Tunde perform, you need to see Tunde yes, perform. So good. You will you will become a different level of queer, like the, the what comes out of Tunde's. One of the best live performances I've ever seen in my entire life, ever. Yeah, it, it's it's transcendent stuff. <laughs> like he just they just blow my mind. They blow my mind. And then Jackie Faye is closing and she is really interesting. There's some podcasts that she's on um in the Asian community. She is an Asian lesbian rapper and she's awesome. Like her music's good. I I've been listening to her on Spotify. So she's our closer for the night. And then over at the Gage DJ dance stage, we'll start off with our wedding. So we have one couple getting married this year, which is 
sometimes we have more than one, but this year it's just one. So very special day for them, but everyone's welcome to come. So if you want to just be a participant in someone's wedding, main stage at one thirty, and then what? I should get married. You should get married. I should. Who? Any of Nicole's crushes. <laughs> it's only two hundred dollars. You get a you oh, get a cake. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Nicole's just like yes. yes. Two hundred dollars sounds like you're, you get it. Say yes. You get a cake. Get you get floral. You okay. get all sorts of things. It's it's lovely. Yeah, um, you're married okay. by a Buddhist priest at our festival. That. Very very fun. And then um, workout plan, which is an awesome DJ uh, group as well. Cheryl and then MKX is going to present our headliner from our very own thoughts and prayers that came out of Detroit. That's DJ right, yeah. Jace M, who I am dying to see since he's moved to Miami and I'm not seeing him so much anymore. And then once the main stage is closed, you can party all weekend in Ferndale. So Thoughts and Prayers is going to throw a circuit party over at 2.15 that night. And then the next day, 215 staff is somehow going to wake up again because they've been going since first Wednesday that week because first Wednesday falls the first day of the month. Yeah. So so wait, that's June 1st. Yeah. And then it's going to go from there. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to do that whole week. So June 1st is first Wednesday. At 2.15. So 2.15 is our queer space. There's going to be stuff going on at other places too. It'll all be in the Pride Guide. But 2.15, first Wednesday. First Wednesday started as a lesbian night. It's really more of what I call like a lesbian slash queer people night. Um, not, it's not quite a circuit party. It's different. And then, um, Thursday, totally new event called Thursday, Thursday. It is a bears party. It's like one of my favorite things to see is a bunch of bears in the wild. And then Friday is a, uh, that's going to be a 215 as well. So they'll work with motor city bears to bring as many bears. So if you are a bear or a bear hunter or a cub, this is your chance to come out it's gonna be a fun night and then um friday we will have they'll have fridays over there saturday's pride sunday they will have disco tea which if you've never been to their disco teas they're blast it's a tea party it's It's, yeah so it's an old-fashioned tea so like dancing from 4 to 8 p.m um and it's all disco music and they're themed and they're a blast so they're bringing one of those in for pride as well so also we have events going on all week like besides outside the bar so um on june 1st we have our interface service and it's called supporting the health of our community it is an interface service all faiths are welcome we try to get a leader from as many faiths as we can and if you are a faith leader especially of a a non-christian or non-jewish faith um catholic christian those we, we kind of have those groups covered, but we're always looking for uh, Muslim leaders, Hindu leaders who are willing to um, share in our community space there. And so if you if you are, please reach out to us on FerndalePride.com. And then we have something in conjunction with affirmations called the Real, Mighty Real Queer Art Opening on the 2nd. And so we'll have a nice big art opening over at um, Affirmations and... And then on the third, the prom is back for the kids. So that's so exciting. So ages 12 to 18 get to go to a prom and it like it looks like a prom. They cut no corners. There are like popcorn machines and, and there's cotton candy going on. And there's there's dancing and it's just it's amazing. Um, so it's a really great chance for kids to come out, have a, an experience that's absolutely safe because there's absolutely no alcohol allowed in affirmations that day. And um, they just... They just do such a phenomenal job. I, I, I know we never got that experience. Um, I definitely went to prom with a friend <laughs> because well, I, I went to 
I went to an affirmations prom. Oh, you went to an I did, yeah. I went prom queen. I what? did. Yeah. In like ninety eight or you something. Did you your sash or crown? I, I well, there was a picture in the maybe between the lines or Metro Times, I don't know. It was the year that Bill went and um I can't even remember the girl. I mean, I had to be dating Liz. There was no other girl I was dating at the time. But um, it was, like, one of the first years they did the prom. And they did it at this place in, like, on, like, the east side. I can't even remember the name of it. But it was, like, an Italian, like, venue. Like, a yeah. hall. It wasn't even, like, a restaurant. Like, it was a hall. They rented it out. It was, like, a big thing. Okay. Oh, probably. Oh, yeah. Amazing. But it was, like, but it was a complete, like, yeah. Like, it was, like, the first year or second year. And I'm sure I probably organized half of it. So, <laughs> what does that mean? But, anyway, it was so fun. It, it made the biggest difference to me. It meant the world, if I could say that, you know? So, what they're doing now is fucking incredible. It's it's so cool. So yeah, we're excited because like you know we've missed these things for a couple yeah. years, and and I think you know two years in COVID as an adult you don't change much. But like I just watched my kid go through like so many changes in two years. So for a kid, they they um I think they're really like re ready for like some fun and to go back to a little bit of life. So um so yeah, we're just super excited. If if also if you go on our website, you'll see there's a book club. We'll, we'll meet at the end of the month over at um, Ferndale Project. We picked a queer book. Um, their book club often picks queer books, but this time they turn it over to Pride to pick the book from a list, which is really kind of fun. I gotta do that. Yeah, I'm you should definitely do it. It's fun. You get you read. You get a free drink drink token when you come in, and it's just a ton of people from different walks of life who participate in this book club and for all different reasons. So that one's fun. There's going to be a film discussion group in conjunction with the library. So for people who watch films and the televisions, I've heard of these things, um, they will have a film discussion group. So they'll give you the film um, name to watch previous to coming in. The film. The, they keep calling it the film. I'm trying to be respectful. The digital. It's it's a yeah, sure. it's a movie. It's a movie. Sure. Um, so they'll give you the digital content to watch, and then you'll come in and you'll discuss it. Um, and and so that's an alcohol free event, but it is it is for a, an adult event. I think they said 18 and older. Um, so just um trying to get to a variety of of different sure. interests. Ask me anything about pride, though, because I feel like you always have a lot of questions. Well, I did, but I feel like you had all the answers. I can't even think of. No, I think you covered it. Um, I wanted to kind of know the origins. What's got, you know, what's going on, how you got there, all of it. Um, you're brilliant. This is brilliant. I'm so excited for it. Um, is there anything at this point anybody can do to help out? So we still have some spaces left for volunteers. Not a ton. We need spaces um, spilled, filled, spilled. We need you not to spill. Maybe clean up some spills. Um, from nine to twelve o'clock, that is when our vendors all come in. We actually load the entire festival. A.m. Nine. Okay. They are there from nine o'clock. We are there from five in the morning, basically. Um, so we need people to just help unload cars so we can get those cars off the street as fast as possible. And then the vendors come and set up. So we need a lot of people there. The other thing we need is huggers. So if you like to hug, we've got a job for you. Um, it is called uh, Hugs You Matter. It's put on by Jim Schaefer and Associates. And you get a t-shirt and you get to give people hugs. And we just ask that you are equally you are equal opportunity hug giver unless somebody is upsetting you, in which case you have the right not to hug them, obviously. Um, and that you are willing to come with an open uh, heart for listening because those huggers hear some really 
private details of people's lives um, as they're, they're getting those hugs. And um, it's a it's something you'll remember. Like I, I listened to the hugger story this year um, as we, we built the pride guide, which is like a monster of a magazine. So pick one up um, at one of our local places. So you can find that at local bars, but all the way from Detroit to Saugatuck, there'll be pride guides all through um, the bars because outpost actually helps us distribute. And then all through Ferndale Western market at the end, when you check out the grocery line has them uh, affirmations as well. And then it'll be online too on our website, ferndalepride.com. Um, but so yeah. we need people to help distribute pride guides on the 25th. Um, and then, oh, sorry. And then the huggers we need, uh, and you can find that information under volunteering at our website. And then of course, if you would like to donate, there's a donation tab. And, um, if you want to do a fundraiser, even in conjunction, we have all year to fundraise for the charity. So. So you said you need people to, um, uh, distribute the pride guides. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's, it's, it's kind of an easy task. Like if you have a salon, you go to a coffee shop, you stop at, sure. um, just places where people generally pick up literature. Um, we have 4,000 of them that we get out and they are all gone by the end because they are keepsakes. They have, yeah, um, they have a, yeah, a lot, they, a lot, yeah, they have articles in them. Oh, the hugger article that's where i was going with it um yeah so there's articles in them so this year we're featuring the huggers which came out of a a story from a ferndale parent and um, last year we featured our our retiree monica mills as she retired as one of our founding members um she's now one of our volunteers actually so she's going to be out there volunteering all day um (laughs) instead of volunteering all day which is what she was doing before um so (laughs) what a a difference she's just not in charge of her volunteering anymore um but (laughs) So the Pride Guide has some like some different information, some history, and then a ton of great um, advertisers that support our community. Okay, so um, I, I was gonna say so like right after Pride, I mean you're jumping right back into it, right? So yes, basically that's how it works. Yeah, so Pride Pride's over, um, then all month of June events will go on. Uh, I I take a little bit of a breath in July and then we are we're back at it. Yeah. yeah, I mean I work another job to oh, kind of supplement. Okay, so like I I will just continue my other jobs, um, my freelancing stuff. But um, then it's it's really pedal to the metal to make sure we have our sponsors nailed down, our dates picked, our dates already chosen actually. So that's that's all done. But like we just I I always want. I grew up really neurotic and like part of that is really good. Yeah, exactly. Because if you let me just be as neurotic as possible, this is what happens. Right. So we just want to make, (laughs) we want to make sure that like, um, everything's being taken care of. So we'll start again. Um, and so that's a good time for people to you know, say, Hey, you know, just so you know, you know, we couldn't get a water fast enough at pride. That won't happen. But like other things might happen, bring it to our attention so we can start solving those problems so that we can just continue to make the festival better. Um, and so, yeah, I guess, um, yeah, so you're on top of it. That's not anything. (laughs) Okay. So you you have all that covered. Um, I, the only thing I will say is that I am petitioning for pride to be in October again, but obviously it's not going to be, but I did like that. I did like that. I did like the, uh, the October pride is always nice, but I get it. June is pride month and, um, we're not the exact first this year in Michigan, but we're pretty much one of the first ones that goes in Michigan. Which, as it should be. So, no, no, no. I, I get it. I get it. I get it for sure. Um, yeah. So, um, anything else you'd like to say? Like, uh, anything you want to tell folks? Anything they can do? Talk about, like, maybe even a little bit, like, what what is your thoughts on, like, um, rainbow capitalism? Support it? Not? Yeah, good. 
Well, I feel like, first of all, find a local queer person to shop from. Yes. Like all of my T-shirts pretty much that you see are made by local queer people. Um, and I think that's one of the ways that you can can really participate successfully in rainbow capitalism because, you know, our queer community deserves to make money for their, their uh, amazing work they do. Um, and then also just kind of be aware, like... I, I did purchase some shoes today because shoes are hard for my big floppers to find um, from a major company. But I also know, you know, that I will make sure that I spend a couple hundred dollars at Pride Booths this year if I have the money to spend. And so, you know, just making sure you you kind of you think about where that money goes. Some people sent me some stuff from different artists on Etsy. And of course, we're, we're going to try our best. We're working with a new company to list all of our vendors. So if you saw something that day and you were like, you couldn't find it again. Or like our festival's huge. It has 180 booths. Sure. So you, you can still go back and find those vendors again. Um, and then also like if you, wherever you are in your local city, donate to your local charities. That's how you make a difference. Like the big charities will get money, but find that local group. If there's a local group that serves um, people of color, trans women of color, support them first, put them first in line. Find uh, some trans people that you know and send them some Cash App or some Venmo. Um, make sure that your community is taken care of because that's really how you change it and make things better. Awesome. Okay. Well, we're going to get to crushes. Crushes. So, you're familiar with crushes, right? Now, Evie does this whole thing, and I'm not going to do it because I don't... I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to try. But it's like crushes. I can't do it. Crushes. Like, she does this, like, whole, like, Russian sort of, like, leaning into it. Um, crushes. I roll my tongue too much. Crushes. Uh, Yeah. So you have listened to our show. So you know the crushes, right? Um, have you prepared a crush tonight? I feel I feel ready to talk about my my crushes. So so I have like two different layers of crushes. I love that. So even though like we were just talking about how we're getting a little older and like sometimes we just don't give a shit about relationships and all that kind of stuff because like who's better than ourselves? We found out through being single several times, right? Um, so. Um, I have, but I get crushes like big time, like sure. panicky crushes, and like people are always like, "Oh, you can speak on stage." I'm like, "Yeah, watch me talk in front of a girl I like." It's really, really ridiculous, right? right? Yeah. So, um, so I just decided like this year, if I have a crush on you, you're gonna freaking know it. And like, so I have flat out told a few of my crushes, like, "You are a hot person that I'm attracted to recently," and those people know who they are. And I'm not going to announce that because they would be very embarrassed, I'm sure, because, you know, whatever. I don't expect a reciprocation, but I just okay. want them to know because I do not want to go to my grave with that information. Okay. But my celebrity crush is a local celebrity. Her name is, their name is Reddy Lex. That's their DJ name. Lex is their name. And Lex is my crush because of many reasons. One, Lex started off as a bartender at Danny's and has just really publicly shared their story about uh, living with um, 
long-time illness, which I also have pretty chronic illness that affects my life from day to day. So it's pretty cool to see someone like talk about it. And then um, they they started working over at Live, and it was just like came in on like ground floor and like immediately the the leadership saw potential in them and i have watched this like incredible growth of someone who like you know is so smart and can do anything and like somebody else saw it and like lex is just taken off and they're professionally and then they are such a cool dj like they dj'd for us the other night in the parking lot of live while we had uh fun sunday fun day for pride like a little warm-up to pride and like people took off their shoes on the way in and we're like dancing and having a good old party and Lex just looks so cool when they DJ. So I was like, Oh my God, I wish I, wish I looked that cool on stage. Like, like there's like a jive going with like the shoulder. Oh, like the, sh the shoulder action. It's, it's hard not to crush on a shoulder. Right? So anyway, Lex, you're probably listening to this and I'll probably send you a clip anyway, if you don't listen to it. So yeah, if you have never seen Lex, check them out. They're amazing. Ready Lex. I will definitely check them out. And I'm going to go with you with like what you're saying. So those real crushes, you know. Well, there's one who might not know. But she should know. It's been so fucking long. You know. You know. But do you know? But It's okay if you don't know. Because I don't know if I want you to know. But you should know. But fuck, you probably shouldn't know. But I want you to know. But don't know. Okay. So that one is the big one. But don't know. But you do no. Um, and then the other one. Um, Mallory McMorrow for like a, a safe local crush, right? But the real crush, you know who you are. And my real crush knows who they are too. So we're not giving you guys anything, but we're just saying you guys know who you are. Yeah. All right. So um, thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, Evie, I love you. I, you know, I know you're busy. Obviously, you just um, I didn't, you know, didn't put too much stock into this week and for that i'm i'm sorry just kidding um you're great and i know you're busy and i know you had things going on uh so we will see you next week and um i just want to thank you both for letting me be on the podcast and i also want to remind people to join us on the streets of ferndale on june 4th from 12 30 to 10 o'clock um please go to our website ferndalepride.com our social medias are ferndale pride on facebook and ferndale pride on instagram and you can always contact us through the website as well yes and uh yes we are so lucky to have ferndale pride in this area like it, it really is a cool thing if you are anywhere near the area that you can make it here please make it here uh it's really special it's unlike any other pride i've ever been to and i've been to all the big ones so um and julia thank you so much for coming on you are one of my favorite humans um i've I don't want to sound like trite. I've always looked up to you. But like, no, literally, you're super cool. And you're one of the coolest people I've ever known. And yeah, so to Julia. Julia's the, uh, the, the third crush, since we all have three crushes. Julia Music, um, one of the coolest fucking humans I've ever met. And she's awesome. Um, you can find us, uh, our podcast at Queer Podcast on Instagram, Queerdos on Facebook. And rate, subscribe, everything you can do. And uh, we will see you next week. Bye.